about that time. For the inside trip, you know that nasty trip. Don't wind up on your back, bro. Are you ready? And we're back. What's up, wrestling fans? Oh, baby, baby. What's up, wrestling fans? We are definitely back. Episode number 3535, 35 of the Inside oh. Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you know me. This is Brandon Olinger. And joined with me, as always, co-host, the man... The myth, the legend, Benjamin Watson. Don't wind up on your back, bro. Have you been on your back lately? <laughs> My wife's been out of town. <laughs> that's not what So I that's mean. a no. That's a so negative. That's a no, not a yes, in case she's listening, honey. I love you. Negative. Oh, man. Oh, this is episode number 35. Like I said, it's been a few weeks since we've been at you. I think our last one was the, the Victoria Anthony interview. It was awesome. Oh, if you haven't man. listened to it, check it out this week because the women are going to be kicking it off at the World Championships here in just a couple of days. How about that episode with Victoria Anthony, though, man? Woo! Awesome. That was awesome. It was awesome. Seriously, guys, check it out before she uh, wrestles. Um, I think you'll learn a lot of insight into her. So it was really nice to talk to her. It was good stuff. All right, listen, you can find us on Twitter at the Inside Trip one You can even catch us on Facebook page. It's the Inside Trip. If you want to contact us via email, do so. We love it. It's the Inside Trip one at gmail.com. And as for the podcast itself, obviously, if you're listening to this, you know where to find us. But if you want to do the whole subscribe, download, all that kind of thing on a weekly basis, you can find us at many of your podcast catcher locations such as iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Stitcher, um, and whatever else is out there. Hey, we got know. a new rate. We did we really? Not a new review, but we got a new rate. We got a new rate. Five stars, baby. Woo! Woo! We got <laughs> we've got all five stars and then one four star. But you know what? The four star, the person that uh, left that four star, left some nice constructive criticism as well. Yeah, he did. Oh. He said you were annoying. Yeah, he said basically Brandon Olinger is the best. Ben sucks. It'd be completely <laughs> five stars. But no, man. So that's up to seven rates. We need more rates. Come on, man. We do. We, we need, need more, more reviews. Rates. More reviews. Good ones. Dude, Ben, this is like the first time in a long time that me and you have got to sit down and just bullshit Ah. wrestling. We've been doing a lot of these interviews, and I love the interviews, but I don't think people understand how much work go into them. They're exhausting. The interviews are tiring. Yeah, I mean, you got to prep, you know, and then, you know, I got to drink a lot of beer to make sure that I'm not, uh, you know, you know, nervous. I'm just kidding. I don't drink too much beer. But no, the interviews do take a lot of prep. Oh, and let me tell you what, especially that one we did with Earl. Another one podcast to check out, if you haven't, is the top ten. Never to win it with a roll. That was pretty awesome. That was a good time, man. All right, man. So listen, I guess today we're just going to do some BSing about wrestling. Today is a special day on multiple levels. Oh, yeah. Level number one. What is it, Ben? Um, it's uh, Tuesday. It's Monday. Actually, it's Monday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, is it the is it Ohio State's uh, first day? Ohio State started classes today. They started class. It's going to give us some stuff to talk about here in a minute. Yeah. Level number two, why was today a great day? Uh, Because I think that there was a a total eclipse. There was a total eclipse. That is a ding, ding, ding. That's a positive answer. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I was falling in love. 
Now I'm only falling apart There's nothing I can do A total eclipse of the All right, enough of that did bullshit. Did you have that plan? I did. Oh, my God. I hate you. You're like, you're asking me questions, and you got your phone kind of held up to the microphone. I'm like, I don't know. It's Monday. I said it was Tuesday. Tuesday. Then I was like, Ohio State. And then I was like, Eclipse. You bust. Oh, God. Hey, num- reason number three why today is a special today? I don't know. You got to get. Is it my wife's birthday? Jesus Christ, you are not a wrestling fan. There's a small little event going on. Oh, in the world's. The world's kicked off today. Uh, yeah, I know. I know uh, we did. I was trying to block that out of my mind, man. No medals on day one. <laughs> no medals. I think what, I shouldn't be laughing. All right, Greco-Roman uh, kicked off the day in Paris. Um, what did the U.S. do? Three wins out of four guys combined? Yeah, three wins out of four guys. Actually, um, that's not going to win medals. No, no. I, I, I looked it up. Um, you know, just kind of did some cursory research. I'm not a Greco aficionado um, at all. If, if, you know, if you really want a good breakdown of Greco, go to our boys at Five Point Move. Um, cause they will, they have a podcast too. They'll give you everything you need on Greco. I'm not going to sit here and try to talk about it at all, but it, it looked like we actually had a favorable draw or two and, um, won a couple matches and then just, you know, we just, you know, our, our, we, we've been struggling and what was it? What's his name? Lindland took, yeah, it, took it over a couple yeah. years ago and we were kind of looking for a change, uh, cause we, we hadn't had much success past then. And it, it just seems more of the same right now. And it's kind of depressing. It, it makes me less excited about Greco and and not because I don't, you know, want us to do well or want, you know, enjoy watching the sport, but it, it's tough when I see all these highlight videos that the, you know, these Russian t- t- uh, Twitter handles post about dudes just chucking dudes on their head and I'm like, oh, I can get down with Greco. You know, and then we we just, you know, we 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 lay an egg. I hate to say it, we lay an egg. We did. It was a rough day for us. I want to really enjoy Greco. Look, I'm going to be honest. I respect Greco. I appreciate Greco. I have a hard time enjoying watching Greco. Yeah, people flame me, I know. But I'm working on it. Uh, somebody actually texted me today. Well, if you watch Kamal Bay wrestle Greco, you ain't going to have a hard time watching it. Because that no. dude goes after it. And that's, the type, that's what I'm talking about, you know? Yeah, yeah. They took away the flying squirrel. Yeah, what's up with that? Why did they why why did they nix the flying squirrel? It was like the one exciting takedown. <laughs> finally something Greco. the United States is getting good at, I guess, or something. I don't Who know. Who created that? Was that Ellis Coleman that did that? Uh, Ellis Coleman was the was like the person that kinda I think brought it to light. I can't tell you who created it. Oh. All right. So day two of Greco tomorrow. Hopefully we have more success after that. The women will be following Greco, oh, I yeah. assume. And then is women next? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's women. Women, and, and, and then, then the men rounded out. I heard that Robbie Smith got a good draw. So, yeah. and he, he's been kind of knocking on the door, um, you know, for the past couple of years in terms of you know uh, metal potential. So this might be it. So if he wrestles this weekend, even half as good as that shirt that he wore at beat the streets, he's going to medal. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So other than that, I don't have much to say about Greco. Like, I, I, there's been there's been plenty of podcasts that have done the Greco. You know, Greg yeah. previews. So go out and listen to those because you're going to get way more, way better information than I could give you. Yeah, you and I already discussed. We we're not going to. We, we couldn't do a break. We weren't going to do a breakdown of the World Championships. A, uh, we haven't really had the time, so I apologize for that. B, we assume that nobody wants to listen to us sit here for an hour and just butcher the names of everybody in the brackets because <laughs> that's exactly what we will do. Yeah, I but- still remember our first podcast episode ever where you and I argued the pronunciation of Nasir. <laughs> Nazer, <laughs> Nasser, Nazer, Nasir from Arizona State. 
He's a, a big freestyle guy. So anyway, do you remember that first podcast? I do. It was horrible. Uh, no, here's the thing. The podcast was well below average. Oh, well but, below average. But the average. sound quality was horrible. <laughs> I'll never forget that, man. It's funny. I, I dare anybody out here to try to find it because we've got to hit it on the internet somewhere. To it's on SoundCloud. Damn it, Brandon. <laughs> you can find it, but you can't find it on our uh, our iTunes, like our uh, our downloads. No, we didn't publish it. <laughs> Probably. Right it's going to be like one it. of those, um, what is it called when something gets like, it's going to get a cult following. You think so? Our first podcast ever is going to get a cult following. All of a sudden, it's going to explode. Like, all of the hipsters are going to listen to it. Thomas Gilman, big hipster, he's going to listen to it. You heard about Did you watch the hey, Thomas Gilman? Of, did you watch that? Yeah, it was Dude, awesome. It was gnarly. I, I like him the same amount as I um, did before. Which I like him is not more. very a lot. I like him more. You see, I don't really like him that much. But he's a hipster. He wears I, a leather hat, walks his dog around to get coffee. And wearing Birkenstocks. Yeah. Rides a bike. He rides a bicycle. Rides a bicycle. Let's not get it twisted. He don't ride a Daniel Dennis bike. I ride a bicycle. No, I mean, yeah, that's fine. You do it for, like, sport. He no, doesn't. I've been riding a bicycle to work. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, we don't need to get into your transportation <laughs> mechanisms to work right now. Um, Dude, but that documentary was awesome. They did a good job. They really do. I really love his mindset, his mentality. I love it. I don't care if he does get chippy and all the other stuff. I don't. I, I could care less. I he's like not. It. He's not like um, – the way he wrestles on the mat is not nothing like his personality. Really? Yeah, like, he's a bad boy on the mat, and his personality seems to be a little bit more like uh, – Less egotistical, to be honest with you. To me, more um, thoughtful in, in his actions, whereas on the mat, he's just kind of a brawler. Yeah, I never I never thought his uh, personality to be egotistical, but just more of that, uh, I, I don't care. I'm better than you. Well, that's that's egotistical. Is it, or is that the mindset that a wrestler should have? No, it's, it's going not into bad. Every match it's, thinking I'm, that you're going to win, you're going to destroy your opponent. Good point. Good point. Yeah, like like the, like the Ethan Lezak comment when he said, yeah, his coaches said, hey, all you need, all, he needs seven takedowns. He was like, that's it. Seven That's takedowns. It. Well, I, I mean, this. you know, but because you know, you and I would have been like, "Damn!" Now I remember, seven these takedowns. are these are also big fish stories, right? The story tends to grow, and then when you get put on a camera, you he know, really did need seven takedowns. I, I mean, I understand that. That's all he needed, or that, that that's what he needed. Um, so you're saying he lied? No, I'm not saying he lied. And you're right. You, you make a fair point that it, it, at some level, everybody has to be a little bit egotistical about what they're good at. Elite athletes, especially. Yeah. I mean, and, but you have to do it. But I typically enjoy it with a little bit more decor, or excuse me, not decor, a little bit more tact. You prefer more Pat Downey than Thomas Gilman. No, 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 no. I didn't say that at all. Um, what I'm trying to say, <laughs> God, gosh dang it, Brandon. What I'm trying to say is that I think that there's a. Speaking of Pe- Pat Downey, he's been more quiet on Twitter. You notice that? Well, we'll get to that in a second. What I'm trying to say is, okay, you see people like the Zane Rathafords. You see yeah. people like the Kyle Snyders. You, see, yeah. you even see people yeah. like the Logie Bears. And Logie Bears is a good example because he will call it like he sees it on Twitter. But at the same time, he doesn't go – he's not cursing out John Smith. Right, but Thomas Gilman doesn't even have Twitter. Yeah, and you're right. Good point. Well, I'm but, just putting it out there. So maybe so maybe this this conglomeration, this wrestling machine made Thomas Gilman what he was rather than who he actually is. Maybe – the fact that he's a bad boy is based on the media and not so much based on him as a person. I don't know. I get what you're saying, but I don't know. Hey, but you know what? I don't hate him. I don't. And here's why he's going to hate me, because I don't love him or hate him. I'm not going to pick one. And, he, and that's what he said, pick one. I don't like people that are indecisive. I love him. I don't know. I really do. I love him. I told, I I've been saying that all year, though. And I don't know, so he hates me. Speaking of Thomas Gilman, though, in the World Championships, this year's World Championships, and we said we weren't going to do a preview, so they'll keep this brief. Yeah, we can um, talk it. I find it to be it's it's a really interesting year, especially for men's freestyle. Yeah, you've got Thomas Gilman, maybe his first time on a senior team, but with the mass exodus of guys that left fifty five kilograms and moved up to sixty one kilograms, 
or are not wrestling at all. Mm-hmm. And his history of wrestling international style at the Junior World Championships, I think he might have even been on a cadet world team as well. Um, Gilman, um, he was a Junior World medalist. A bronze, right? Yeah. I think he took a bronze. Um, he could medal this year. Uh, yeah, sti- I think his style relates well to, to, to freestyle. Uh, yes. I think his style Agreed. translates no, well to the international style. I agree with you. I think that he I think that he's a, look, I think he's a fantastic wrestler and his I think is I think that he's only going to well, I, I, I don't I can't say for sure, but I think that he has the opportunity to do better in freestyle than he ever did in folk style. And that's surprising because he was pretty damn good in folk style as well. There was a huge exodus up to sixty one, you know, which which kinda hurts our boy Logie Bear. Um Thomas, kilograms yeah, is Thomas Gilman can nails. definitely medal. There now People, it, the, the cupboard's not bare down there. No, no, not okay? at all. It's just, it's bare with a lot of senior level talent, but there's still a lot of junior and cadet level, age level medalists, you know, and talent that are up there, just kind of like him. I agree. So there's going to be some I agree. really legit, look, there's going to be the future of that weight is going to, is going to, we're going to see the future of that weight here. Um, And I can't remember if it was Friday or Saturday, but one of those days is when he goes. And the other thing too with, you know, wrestling in these major senior level international competitions. There's so many external factors that impact matches, uh, most notably the refing and whatnot, that you just never know what you're going to get. Um, Is it just me or do you always feel like you have, you're on pins and needles when you watch a USA wrestler wrestle? Like in an international competition where you're, my butt cheeks are just clenched a little too tight because the ref could take it away from me. Yeah, which makes – Does that happen to which you? Which makes our 61-kilogram representative, uh, Logan Stever, like it's – I'm I'm nervous about him this week. He puts himself in some funky positions that could be scored a couple different ways. He's got the talent to win the weight class. We well, know he's that. done it. We, yeah, correct. Um, there's a lot of good guys that's came up from 55 kilograms to enter into that weight One, class. One, Kinchikashvili. I can say that name. That's Did about it. Did you say it. that? <laughs> um, but you, you never know what you're going to get with him. I mean, you know he's going to give up points. Is he going to be able to score points and on top of that, keep the match out of the ref's hands to win the match? Well, I think that the biggest thing about Logan, and, and it happens with a lot of wrestlers, when your moves lend themselves to situations that tend to to where it, it's a, the scoring is a lot clearer in folk style, right? I mean, it, I guess we may, maybe that's only because we know about it, right? But when you're watching about who broke ninety and who initiated this and who initiated that, that's tough to follow. Correct. I think there's less. Judgment, not judgment. Um, what's the what's the word? You know, they always said, "Don't go to the to table to question the refs." Subjectivity? Or no. What was it? Come on, you, we coached for how many years? Don't question the stalling call because when you do that, you're questioning objectivity. Oh, you're questioning something that's subjective. Yeah, but what, is whatever it, some, it is. No, they're subjective calls. I think there. Right. Would you say there's less of those in folk style than there is in freestyle? I don't know. That's a great question. Know. I'd have to really think about that. I just get nervous because a lot of times you see Logan flying sideways with somebody else, and you're like, who initiated that move? Who's going to get those points? Yeah. You know? Right. So, but, I, I, you know, people are kind of – and people in the know, too, like uh, like Dan Lobdell and, um, you, you know, the contingent that really knows a lot about uh, – a lot about um, Alex inter- Dean. Yeah, knows a lot about international wrestling. Richard Hamill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, you know, they're not – they're not penciling in Logie for a medal. They're, they're not, not. They're not saying he's not going to get one, but they're not penciling in for a medal for a returning world medalist, a world returning world champion. Now, granted, it was not Olympic weight worlds, but for and returning world champion, not to even be, and I'd say lightly penciled in as like, yeah, he's, this dude's going to get right. a medal. Right. You know how tough that weight is. I agree. Yeah, the point I was trying to make earlier: this is a, such an interesting year for the U.S. United States men's freestyle wrestling team because this. 
in my opinion, we are fielding one of our best teams we've had in forever. You oh, know, yeah. and, and especially when you look at the the Exodus at fifty five kilograms, even the Exodus at sixty five kilograms, I, Zane could win the thing. And I say that because oh, whoa. I think Zane can medal. Whoa, yeah, I, definitely medal. But he could, he's got a shot. But he's got a shot to win the thing. I, but I, look, I have that much. I've just given up. I have that much respect for what this kid can do. Now, now we're getting into an area I didn't want to talk about I mean, because I haven't looked at the. Entire, and we don't have to. I'm just trying. To I make, haven't looked at the entire landscape. But what if there's a hammer at 65? I'm just trying to make. Isn't that dude from uh, uh, Paris that was originally from somewhere else? Camiso? Yeah. No, he went up to 70. Oh, okay. So this, I, I thought he was at 65, and I'm like, dude, let's not start getting into. No, this I'm pretty stuff. sure. I'm pretty Chimizo. sure. Chimizo, 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 whatever, Chorizo. Um. <laughs> Now we're just, now we're just, just disrespecting. We're just butchering names. Um, but then again, that dude's bad. Then dude. you take our seventy kilograms, seventy kilograms to ninety-seven kilograms, and we got we got guys that could all be in the gold medal match. But we got medalists. Absolutely, we got medal. We got medalists all the way uh, all the way up until Gliss. So this is what I'm going to ask you. The only two questions, I, last two things, we can stay on before we move on from this. JB and Kyle Snyder. Does JB win a gold medal this year and can does Kyle Snyder get past Sajulayev and, and take gold? Uh, I don't know the brackets, so I don't know what we're going to do. No, we don't, we don't know the meet, brackets, but, but we do know that uh, Godoyev, um, the dude that JB lost to mm-hmm. um, last year at the Olympics, isn't wrestling. Um, he's out. Is he out? Yeah, Russia's sending somebody different. Um, God, Are you sure about that? Yeah, I'm almost positive. Well, almost positive and sure are yeah. two different things. So I, we just need to make sure that that's completely true. No, I'm I'm 100% positive. I remember listening to another podcast that indicated that he wasn't going this year. Oh, you know what? You're right. I'm thinking of uh, Jagayev or whatever his name is at 65 kilograms. Okay. See, and, th- I, and that's why we shouldn't be doing these correct. previews. Because, <laughs> but I a, think now that I remember, Tremizo is up at 72. He is. He, I, yeah. That's guaranteed. I know he is for a fact. Because at first you were like, Rutherford's guaranteed. Some people were picking him to win it. I was like, over oh, Tremizo? Wow. So, so but, yeah. back to my question. Do you think JB gets it done this year? Yeah, I mean, I don't know the I don't know the um, the landscape that great, but just from listening to other podcasts, I've I've heard it. I, I know the dude. I, I'm pretty sure the dude that beat him um, in the Repishaw last year mm-hmm. um, is is back in the uh, bracket. But at the same time, you know, you take that that loss with a grain of salt after he lost to Gadiev in the for you know, sure in the semis. But yeah, I think JB's gonna, has, has a really good shot of getting it done this year. Do you think his performance at the World Team Trials coming back the way he did against Kyle Dig maybe? Reinvigorated him, maybe gave him, you know, a, a renewed sense. Let me of stop confidence. you right. Let me stop you right there because you used the word I would use. Okay, he you, he reinvigorated him. I think he, I think so. Too. I think it made him believe that he that he still got the goods. I think so. I I, I, I agree with you one hundred percent. I'm pumped. He's he, beyond just the match between Snyder versus. Um, oh my God, Sedulaya. Who are you yeah. picking on that right now? Who are you picking? Uh, Snyder, Are for sure. Snyder? Yeah, and, and, I, and I've done a little bit of breakdown in my head. But beyond that, I'm excited to just watch Burroughs in this bracket. I am too. Because I think We're that, I, he's got some unfitness business, greats. Uh, One of the all-time greats. He is. And if he I, – I believe if he wins a gold medal this year, he joins an exclusive club of, of men's freestyle international wrestlers that have won at least five gold medals or more at senior-level events in these world championship uh, either the Worlds or Olympics. The only other two U.S. people to do it, I believe Bruce Baumgartner did it. I think he won five, and I think John Smith won sixth. Well, won well, six. I think. I'm going to trust think. you on that, bad boy. I, I think. So if somebody out there is listening to this and I got that stat wrong, let me know. So who who you take between uh, uh, Snyder and Sedgwick? 
Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Homer all the way. I'm gonna take Snyder. The Russian tank. I, I, I'm gonna take Snyder. The only thing I was wondering, you know, kind of curious about, and look, Sajulayev has got probably one of the best gut wrenches in the world. He's got the best gut wrench. Yeah, yeah, okay, he's got the best gut wrench in the world. So if he gets on top, I'm curious how Snyder can defend that. I think Snyder might have him in size, which is which is beneficial. The other thing I'm concerned he's about. He's shorter, probably. The other thing I'm concerned about is Sajulayev coming up a weight. You know, he might. He's used to wrestling. I'm going to say more athletic guy, so I'm going to assume Sajulayev may be a little more athletic. How does Kyle Snyder's low level leg attacks, which are phenomenal, phenomenal for a guy his size, how do those work against a guy with a little more athleticism? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're the best in the world when we're talking about that size, right? But I think the good thing is Snyder's fairly athletic himself. You know, he he. He, you're right. I mean, the athleticism difference is, is, is certainly going to um, play a factor in terms of the guys that Sajulai has typically wrestled. Uh, when, you know, when you're when you're bumping up from uh, uh, 86 kilos to 97, you know, we're talking uh, a good bit of weight there. A good bit of weight. But you know, I, I mean, think you know I, what? it's 100 and what 93 pounds going up to 217, That's a great. That's a great question. I don't, I don't know how it's going to play into it. I think that. Uh, I just think from watching, you know, I really, the last time we saw Sajulai wrestle, he didn't look that great. But granted, you know, these Russians got a way of peeking for worlds. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow. Somehow. You know, I, and I, I mean, don't look. I, who knows if they're clean or not, man. I oh, they're know. clean. It's, it's, it's you okay. Clean you now? can take protein through a syringe all day long. Yeah. It's okay. It happens. They, nah. they need to be clean because, you know, what is bullshit. If, if, if we're wrestling a bunch of doped up fucking freaking Russians, it's, that's not right. <laughs> that's not right. All right. So we don't spend too much time on this. I got we, one more. We said we weren't going to do a breakdown. I think we both want to talk about 86 kilograms. Yeah. Yazdani. You know, you got Yazdani coming in. You got Olympic gold medalist Jaden Cox in there. Um, uh, bronze medalist, but yeah. I'm sorry, bronze. I'm sorry, bronze medalist. I was thinking of Kyle Snyder still. Oh, Snyder yeah. messed Yazdani up. What are your thoughts on this? I, so we we saw Yazdani Chirati wrestle uh, David Taylor, right? David Taylor. Well, but the, Yazdani Chirati was beating him up pretty good at the start of the match. He would underhook the crap out of him, drive him out uh, for some pushouts, push out, push outs. He just got tired, and then David Taylor went to work and pinned him. And pinned him. Um, if Yazdani Chirati's in any sort of shape, I think that this is going to be a brawl. Uh, I, I don't count out. I don't count out Cox when Cox is in peak form. I think he can go with anybody in the world. Like I said, he he was a a mental mistake away from being in the finals against Sajulai of last year in the Olympics. So yeah, you're absolutely right on all accounts. There. Here's my thing. I think. Whether it is my opinion that whether we had David Taylor or Jaden Cox representing the United States at this weight class, the gold medal we had the gold medal was going through them. To be truthfully honest, that's my opinion. You like that, huh? Um, I do. And you're right. Uh, yes, Donnie got tired. David Taylor. You could say he tired himself out. You can say David Taylor wore him out. But ultimately, once he got tired, I think it was a combination of both. Yeah. Once he got tired, we saw what happened. I don't think there is anybody, anybody in the world at that weight class that moves as well as Jaden Cox does. Especially when Jaden is really moving. I mean, you and we've said this before. We, he knows how to play it back, play that lackadaisical game, yep. kind of like that rope-a-dope, you know, Muhammad He's, he's a rope-a-dope, baby. Yeah. But when he wants to turn it on, the boy can move. I mean, at his size, he can move like 
you know, a, a 65 kilogram guy. He can score, man. And he can. And, and his he defense, can, he's so hard to take down. He's almost impossible he, to take down. He didn't give up an offensive point in the Olympics. Correct. All right. All, you, all of his points were on pushouts, correct? Yeah, that's right. Okay. The only person I've seen ta- take him down, really, was David Taylor. David Taylor. Who is almost. He he might be one of the best in the world on his feet. David Taylor has some of the most dynamic offense you're going to find. And I'm not talking about I'm talking about in the world. In the world, yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you completely. And you know what? That's a sweaty cox, dude. How are you going to beat a sweaty cox? You had to throw that in there. How are you going to beat a sweaty cox? Uh, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing to say. Um, you know, one point that was made on another podcast that I thought that was interesting is that yes, Donnie Chirati doesn't shoot a ton, and a lot of um, a lot of coxes um. Uh, scores are off counter wrestler, which go behind, go behind, or that go behind is kind of how he sealed the deal against Taylor when he was on one knee, and also you know his his his, his reshots. So we'll but, see. Is he going to get bullied? Is he going to get bullied and pushed to the line? But that's that to me. That's that kind of rope a dope game that he plays. But when he's pressed, when he is pressed and up against the wall, and he starts pushing the pace, he has great attacks and he can get to a leg with ease. We've seen it happen. We yeah. saw it happen with David Taylor. You know, some a lot of people that I've been I've been reading about are really high on James Green too. So I'd love to see this dude bring home another medal. I don't see that. There's no doubt in my mind that Green is capable of being in the gold medal match. Now I think that weight class got a little tougher. You know, you had Chimizo, Camizo, Chorizo, whatever, um, go up from 65 kilograms. You got a few other tough guys in there as well. Um, but we. He could be in that gold medal match. I told you this before. From 70 kilograms to 97 kilograms, every one of them is capable of bringing home a gold medal. Which well, don't forget about 61. Is insane. Don't forget about 61. I haven't. I'm, I'm just I'm talking about 70 to 97. Yeah, no, I, I got you. I'm just saying that, you know. All right, so let's before we, before we go off on this, you know, let's just look at the team real quick. We have Thomas Gilman, who's an age-level medalist. Logan Stevens, a world champ. We've got um, Rutherford. Rutherford, who's an age-level champ. Yep. Um, we've got James Green, who's a world uh, bronze. bronze. We've got Jordan Burroughs. We know, you know what he does. Yeah. Jaden Cox, uh, Olympic, Olympic bronze. bronze. Snyder, you know. Yeah. And then, uh, so really, Gwiz and then Gwiz. This is arguably our best team since those dominant teams from the, what, early 90s and late 80s. Yeah, yeah. You when, know. like, John Smith and stuff were on that team you're talking about? The Brands and all those oh, guys. Oh, the Brands, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Kendall Cross, gotcha. you know. Oh, yeah. We had some great teams back then. All right, well, all right, man. Let's move on. We said we weren't going to make this uh, a world championship well, breakdown. You know I'm glad we got to talk about, about it because you know what we like to do is sit here and drink beer and talk about wrestling. So, moving on, I think it's very clear. 35 episodes into this, we are not an Ohio State wrestling podcast, but we are definite Ohio State fans, and we had some very big news break for Ohio State. Oh, recently. baby! In case you've been living in a box. News broke that even people living in a box know this. Dayton Racer did not enroll at Ohio State. Yep, guys, <laughs> I, I, it's 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 big news. Um, Dayton Racer, I, I don't know if you guys know him. He's a junior college national champion. Uh, he committed this summer. He decided that um, you know he was looking like he was going to step in and uh, light the world on fire for 157 pounds. Brandon and I actually had an argument whether or not Dayton Racer or Tayshawn Campbell. I said, you know, I said he was flaky. I, lose. I said he was I lose. So I owe you a beer because our argument was who would do better, yeah. Tayshawn Campbell or Dayton Racer. I'm going to say NCAAs. Campbell does better. Well, if he steps on the mat, he wins. <laughs> so, but you know what? That leads into the real big news that broke, broke this week. I think there's an argument to be made, maybe a case to be made. We don't know. We're not insiders. We're not the uh, flagship podcast for <laughs> – podcast podcast for Ohio State but maybe 
the writing was on the wall that there might be somebody else coming in, some people changing weights, and he wasn't going to see the mat. I think that's what happened, my friend. So Joey McKenna announces, I don't know why it took him so long that he's transferring from Stanford. <laughs> he's coming to Ohio State. Nothing like waiting until the last minute. I think he announced on Friday already classes packed. started today. Yeah, he'll be already packed, man, or else not, he'd be bugging, calling all his friends Sunday night. Yo, I got to move from uh, Palo Alto to Columbus. And it's so official because I looked at the Ohio State roster. He is on the roster today on the website. That's big news, bro. I thought it was official when uh, it was posted on OhioWrestler.net or OhioWrestling.net. Like Return of the Mac, Greg Mac. Yeah, Return of the Mac. (laughs) So, anyways, Joey McKenna's coming to Ohio State, and I tell you what, he uh, uh, was a returning All American, and he was, you know, junior world silver medalist as well. Dude can scrap. So he's from Blair originally, is my understanding, and uh, took a gray shirt, then went out to then went out to Stanford, and uh, all he did was uh, was the second seed at the NCAA tournament, I believe, and ended up losing to. Bryce Meredith. To Meredith, who had that crazy run that year when Meredith knocked right. off Jack, yeah. Micah, Jordan, and uh, McKenna, and ended up coming back and taking third. Um, you know, people are people are going to say, well, look what he did last year at the NCAA tournament. You know, when I think he uh, – well, obviously he did an All-American. Lost to uh, Tommy Thorne and uh, tough uh, Jaden Ironman. But, look, he had a bad tournament. I'm so, telling you what, he's going to be look, fantastic. Joey McKenna – I mean, he's got the goods. He's got the pedigree. He's got the history. I mean, this guy was one of the biggest recruits coming out of high school. Huge recruit. Could have gone anywhere in the country that he wanted. You know, you already said he took, you know, as a freshman, he took third at the NCAAs coming in as a two seed. You know, in his two years, his combined record is 58 and six. He's a two time Pac 12 champion. Okay. Um, You know, he. Was such a huge, huge recruit. He was a three-time Fargo champion in Greco, two-time Fargo runner-up in freestyle. He was a two-time U.S. Uh, cadet. I'm sorry, two-time U- U.S. Junior World team member, including that silver medal that you talked about. He was also a Cadet World me- team member as well. Um, the dude is phenomenal. Now, as he's you, blue chip. As you mentioned, as you mentioned, you know he went in last year to the NCAA tournament as the three seed. Okay. Um, I think his record was about 31, 32, and 3 on the year coming into the NCAAs. No, coming into the NCAAs, he only lost one match. No, that was his freshman year. He had three losses going into NCAA. He's lost six matches total. So he lost oh, one. Oh, was it? Yeah, he okay. lost two. Um, My bad. You're right. Yeah. So anyway, um, look, I saw the match at NCAAs with Thorne. He got penned. Okay, I think it was an overtime. It was an overtime. It was an overtime. Um, this is a guy that was probably gunning to be in the finals, gunning to you know even even t- win the NCAA championships. He dropped down to the consolations where you know he had a tough road back. He met a hot Jaden Ironman in the round of twelve. Yeah, Ironman put a beating and on him. Ironman put a beating on him. You know, and and, and th- that's something something to be said about maybe the fact that he was. Uh, he was looking too far ahead in the bracket and, and underestimated Thorne, who's a pretty game. Obviously, he ended up All-American. Yeah. Um, if we're going to base this pickup sheerly on the fact of what he did at NCAAs last year, you would be silly. You'd be absolutely silly. Um, you need to look at the uh, totality of, of this guy's ability and what he's done. The countless, not countless, but the, the number of All-Americans that he's beaten, uh, the fact that you know, the guy that who's won the, the title the last two years at this weight class, the two, last two times they wrestled, they both pushed – it was pushed to overtime both times. Kyle scrambled him out a little bit on that. That's not a surprise. Um, him and him – and, okay, I think Joey McKenna is one of the few guys in the country that can beat 
Heil. I would say the other guy, in my opinion, would be Kevin Jack. Okay, I think Kevin Jack. I thought we both thought Kevin Jack was going to win. Really did. I, I, I think. Look, stop. People need to stop questioning Dean Heil. The guy's proven what he can do, and you know, until until he proves otherwise, you know, you get. I'm predi- I would predict him to win the title. I'm picking him right now to win. You know, the title. yeah. I think you know. I, I said a while. I think I said last year at the All Star meet. I, I I didn't see Heil lose another match in college, um, but if. There are somebody that can unseat Heil. There's two guys, in my opinion. One is Kevin Jack. The other one is Joey McKenna. I think Joey McKenna and Dean Heil um, wrestle a very similar game, but I think Heil scrambles better. They're both they That's both right. keep a score. Uh, they keep it close. Um, I think Heil has amazing offense when he wants to put on put it on. We saw it last year yeah. at the NCAA Finals. McKenna's got amazing defense, and McKenna can ride. McKenna's a very good rider, um, but he does keep a lot of matches close extremely close that's people need to keep that in mind and when you keep matches close what's that mean well you're susceptible to you know to one you know you're susceptible to, to losing on a late takedown you're susceptible to getting pushed into overtime correct you know you're susceptible you're susceptible to losing in a number one of one mistake ways. and you can lose a match but here's something that it's interesting to me why do you transfer and 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 i have some thoughts on that but i'll let you speak first because why do you leave stanford um uh you know the harvard of the west uh, you know, an Ivy League type school mm-hmm. to come to Ohio State, which people bash on Ohio State, but it's a fine institution, especially if it's certain majors. Um, but why does he transfer? It, it's it's a hundred percent wrestling related. Um, it's not okay. Well, then it's tell not. me. So, in, uh, straight from the words of a Stanford's coach's mouth, in a conversation at the real team trials, he's homesick. What I was told was okay. Uh, what I was told by this coach is that. Joey McKenna never went more than two weeks during his time at Stanford with him either his parents either not flying him home or his parents flying out to California. Um, they said it was homesickness. Now, when you when you take that when you take that you know at word you would think he would transfer closer to home, right? Lehigh or something, maybe like a Lehigh. He's got some familiarity out there with his high school coach running the, the Lehigh right? Valley Athletic you know club or whatever it is. Um, I, I wouldn't expect him to see him transfer to a school in New Jersey because, you know, he's also got, you know, some, some wrestling aspirations. I think there's some better training spots, but Lehigh would have been a great training spot. Um, Penn State is definitely closer. You know, we'd heard that, you know, maybe they had kind of been in the mix as well. Sure. But they really didn't have any money. Um, but Ohio State is closer, but also Ohio McKenna and Kyle Snyder are very good friends. And that's because of all their time spent wrestling on the junior world teams together. And don't forget – Kyle Snyder's from the East Coast as well, so there was a lot of training together. So you bring him out here, you combine the homesickness, if that's what it is, along with the fact that Ohio State is a very good team with very good leadership, with people that he is very familiar with, such as Kyle Snyder. Logan um, Stieber. Logan Stieber, you know, in the you know, in at the RTC as well. So that's why. But I don't think it was purely from a wrestling standpoint. Okay. But, and I That's thought my it opinion. Was. That's my opinion. So here's what I thought it was. No, and look, you, you have the inside scoop, apparently. Um, or not apparently. Um, you know, you had that conversation, and I forgot that you had that conversation uh, with that coach. You know, you know, my thought is, look, it's going to leave a sour taste in your mouth with, with regards to, hey, man, do I got the training partners? Do I got the ability to be successful as I want to be? And, and this isn't a knock on Stanford, but – you know, so you're saying it's more like the Pat Lugo situation where he wanted to blame his failures on the Edinburgh coaches. <laughs> no, because Edinburgh's got a great training situation. I, and I'm just being serious. I, I love I, I, Edinburgh. No, I agree with you. No, I, but but maybe he's thinking, you know what? I need, um, you know, I need somebody that I can train with. That especially if he's got aspirations beyond the college level. And you go up there and you look at Logan Steber and you look at 
uh, Luke Pletcher, you look at uh, Nathan Tomasello, you look at Keyshawn Hayes, and, and you know, and you look at Michael Jordan, and you say, "Damn, show me an area," because that's actually a better training atmosphere than Penn State for for the for those weights. One hundred percent agree with you. One hundred percent agree with you. You can't go anywhere else and get a better training atmosphere than that. So yeah, so I think it goes back to you know why he transferred. Look, we'll never know. You know, we'll never hey, I'm know glad he, he did. Tells us, you know, but. If he was going to transfer, I don't think you can put him in a better situation than Ohio State, with the exception of if he wanted to be back with Buxton at Lehigh Valley. Because sure. they got some good guys out there. Lehigh's well. great. Yeah. Lehigh's they got some very they got, strong. You know, you know, great guys out there to train with as well. And I'm wondering but, if Randy Cruz is sticking around out there now that I'm, I'm going off tangent. Maybe I he's going to stick around there and wrestle. So, um, okay, let's let's think about this for a second. So, I wrote down my projected Ohio State lineup. You tell me what you're I you wrote down mine as well. Agree. So, the way I look at it is this. I think... You know, the word's out. I think Thomas L is going to drop to 125. McKenna coming in, he's got to drop to 125, okay? It wouldn't make any sense without it. Correct. Um, I don't think we see Pletcher redshirt this year. Now, I think we see him at his optimal weight class, 133. I think at 141, my opinion is McKenna gets that weight class, but I'll also go slash Hayes, okay? But I do think it's McKenna's at, at the start. At 149, you know, I'm... It's the it's it, whoever doesn't start 141 is going up to 149. So I see Hayes at 149. I think Micah Jordan goes up to 157. At 65 we have the pit transfer Tayshon Campbell. 74 we got Bo Jordan. 84 Miles Martin. 97 Colin Moore. 285 Kyle Snyder. That's just murder. Woo! That, what do you mean? What, what, you, murderers Row, That's the entire lineup, man. Well, um, I mean, come on. Okay. No, I, I got you. I got you. So, so my lineup's the exact same way, and, and, and I'll do it, and I'll give a little bit of commentary as well. Look, one, he's already listed on the roster at 125, Nathan Thomasello. Correct. He's going 125. The, the cat's out of the bag. The cat's been out of the bag for a long time. What's interesting is that the rumors circulated – no, not the rumors. Excuse me. He it was went, his mouth. Yeah, he went on a Steelwood Radio, which is the um, Ohio State podcast, or the podcast is kind of affiliated with Ohio State, um, and basically said, I'm going to go – you know, one one twenty five. If the weight classes in the international stay the same, I'm gonna go thirty three. If they, if they, if they, if they don't, okay. So what it means to me now that he's going twenty five is that he's making a sacrifice for the team. It has nothing to do with international weights. He said, "I'll figure these international weights out later." Um, you know, he's gonna go one twenty five to make a sacrifice for the team. Agree. And the, and what he's gonna do basically is he's gonna atrophy his body down a little bit, get it back to where he was. The year that he lost to Gilman in the semis, which was two years ago, but I think what we see instead, because remember he was he looked so drained. Remember that was the year that like, um, God, who was the who's the dude from Michigan that always Connor Utsi, Utsi. like gave him a match and you know I, do you I, think we see him I think we see him less abbreviated yep, season I absolutely do and, I, and other people have said the same thing but I see it I, makes sense it makes a ton of sense because you know what he can also he can he his aspirations obviously are to win another title you know so he doesn't go one three 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 or one three three two. But his aspirations are beyond that. Look, he was the only person to push Gilman, really. But, you know, Tom Ryan has said multiple times that until dual meets play an impact on the team national champion, um, you know, he's not going to put as much emphasis on them. So I fully, you know, he's gunning for that NCAA title in March yep. right, at nationals. And I fully expect, I agree with you that Tomasello will wrestle an abbreviated season. So, and you Ohio know, State good about fans, that. Oh. when you're going to these dual meets, don't be pissed off or surprised. If Tomasella doesn't always wrestle. Correct. The good news is, though, is that we actually have a backup 125 this year. Or three. You know? <laughs> no, we have somebody on the roster. I don't know if we have. Well, we've got, we've got somebody that we're going to put in there. Oh, okay. Somebody that we could throw it. Yeah. 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 So, you know, we're not going to sit 
somebody, you know, it's like, remember with Jose last year, it was it. He was, he was it. Right, right, right. I get you. At least we got some 25 pounders this year. Um, but you know what? That goes to NATO's character right there. Because I truly think that, and now look, Tom Ryan's probably like, you know, ribbing him a little bit like, yo, look at this. You want to win a title? You want to do this? Let's, we got to do this. And NATO's like, because, you know, remember that article he wrote where he lost the love for wrestling when he was cutting to 25? So he's making a legitimate sacrifice in life for this, man. You know what the crazy thing is, though, in my opinion? And this is just my opinion. You guys I'm listening. can disagree with me all they want. If Tomasello can get to 125, okay, and he can get there and wrestle with energy and with his passion for the sport, I actually think that's his best shot to win a title. Absolutely. Now, I don't pencil him in as a title contender, and we'll get to more of this in a bit, if Suriano is still wrestling at Penn State. You don't pencil him in as a contender? No, no, I'm sorry. I don't pencil him in oh. as a definite champ. I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse like, me. I'm about to kill you. Yeah, no, as oh, a come definite come champ, across the table, buddy. Suriano is wrestling for Penn State at 125 this year. We're, we're on the same page, buddy. Finalist, look. Yeah, he beats Darren Cruz. He beats Ethan you know one thirty three. There's some dudes. there's some studs at one thirty three. It's not as deep. Gross, you know, Brock. But when you look at guys like Gross and K hey, Brock, Brock, he he hammered Brock. It's Michik that I'm concerned about because Michik has that style that frustrates Tomasello. Tomasello is only going to get better. Yeah, for third and fourth. Oh, that's right. Yo, beat yeah. him up. Duh, I'm an idiot. Yeah. So Michik's tough. Yeah, Michik, and he has that style that slows him down yeah. and is very you know. Well, I mean Michik's. You know, some would say that, you know, Mijic scored more points than Tomasello did in a match that Tomasello won that one time. Right. So, But you know what? Yeah, so go on. 33, who you got? No, I got Pletcher. You know, obviously the 12th seed last year at 141. He made it the round of 16. He was a second away from All-American. And let me tell you that. The Ashnault match? Yeah, because he beats Ashnault. He loses to him 8-7. He beats Ashnault. And then, he lo- say he loses to Kolodzik, who would have been the next match. He would have had a dude he'd already beaten to All-American, uh, the dude from Bucknell, I think. Okay, you know, to me, you know, you already beaten that dude. Odds, odds are better that you would beat him. Right. We're thinking that he almost all American last year, right? Gotcha. Yep. Um, and him down at one thirty three. He remember he was the twelve seed of forty one last year as a true freshman. So who you got forty one? Uh, you know, I got forty one. I got uh, McKenna. Okay, and I'm assuming you got Hayes at forty nine. Yeah, I got Hayes at forty nine. Who, you know, I, we, we don't know enough about Hayes. I'm not calling him a weak link or anything like that. But we, you know, he was six and one last year. Look, Hayes has all the talent in the world. We saw what he did. You know, he's he's got wins over Kaladzic. He's beating Kaladzic. Well, he's right? beating a lot of people. Yeah, he's beating a lot of people. The, the key for Hayes is going to be two things. One, if he's at forty nine, how's his body adjusted to the weight? You know, has he put on some weight this summer? And two, how's his knee recovered? Because it was a pretty it was a pretty big knee injury. Heard the knees looking good. That's good. Heard That's the good. Knees looking good. Okay, but is it going to be able to take a take a pounding for an entire season by the time we get to March? So that, that to me, those are the two keys for for Hayes. Here's my concerns, though. Um, if McKenna comes in and wants to go 141, Hayes obviously wasn't prepared. You know, it wasn't like he was like, oh, you know, McKenna's coming in. I need to bulk up. Is he going to be a full-size 41? I Or 49, excuse me. The rumors of McKenna transferring came out well before the World Championships. It was almost right after the NCAA Championships. So you put a kid like a hard worker like Keyshawn Hayes, you give him six months to prep, he's going to hit the weight room. Okay. You know. Yeah, and at 57, I got Michael Jordan, who I think that's – that's what he started at two year or yeah whenever when his redshirt year he wrestled fifty seven up until the end of the year when he dropped down to forty nine when they were thinking maybe he had to wrestle for Hunter Steber sure um so I'm not worried about Micah fifty seven in fact I I think that you know I think he's everybody as good as uh, uh Joey Lavalley Kemmerer Joe Smith and Berger or Berger Berger I think I think Micah Jordan's everybody as good as those guys I really do 
So I got Mike at 57, you know, who's definitely a, a, a finalist potential. Um, you know, 65, Tayshan Campbell. I don't know. I don't. We'll see what we get out of him, man. He's mm-hmm. his best win in college is against Ricky Robertson two years ago. So I don't know. Uh, and then obviously from 74 to 285. I mean, it's 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 the boys. I mean, that's it's that's the team right there. That's the team. Um, so I'll ask you this, man. And I'm not I'm not asking this question in jest. I think it's a valid question because we saw what Penn State did last year on the backs of five guys. This year they're going to have those five guys coming back plus a more even more seasoned Matt McCutcheon mm-hmm. who I I expect regardless of what's going on with that Anthony Casser guy or Sasser guy I expect to see the senior McCutcheon in at 197 which the um, weight class kind of cleared out a little bit too it did um, and you know there's still a chance unless something has happened today that I haven't caught that they have Nick Suriano which it, Having Nick Suriano with those guys is like, is it the same thing as Penn State getting a big transfer like Ohio State just did? Correct, because he didn't okay. wrestle last year. Correct, in the NCAA tournament. Um, I think you're going to see either Keener or Cortez at 133. Um, if it's Keener, I think you see Cortez at 141. That's what I'm looking um, at. If Cortez is at 133, I think you might see a Nick Lee, you know, who is performing. You know, he, went to, he, got, he enrolled at Penn State early. He's been on campus for a long time. He's been training out there. He's had some big Did he wins. enroll? I think he went out there. You can't enroll early. Not you enroll. I'm yeah, sorry. you'll start okay. burning your eligibility. He went out there and wrestled for the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club. Basically, he's been on the Penn State campus um, wrestling, training with the wrestling club for quite a while now. Yep. Um, does this Ohio State roster really seriously challenge Penn State? I, you know what? I, I wrote down my dual prediction. Not, no, not a duel. I'm talking. I know, about but I wrote down. I wrote down the duel prediction. Uh, we we don't have to go through it if we don't want to. Um, w- with Siriano, uh, yeah, yeah, they can challenge him. Um, but Penn State's probably going to win without Siriano. I think that. Uh, Are we talking the duel or the NCAA's? NCAA's. I think without Siriano, I think that it, with the lineup we just mentioned, I think that Ohio State is the slight favorite. Okay. I said it. Okay. I, I I like it. I mean, I think. Yeah, I think there's still some things. And Seriano's 20 points, at least. Well, I mean, if he finishes second. So, look, the, the champion without bonus points is awarded 16 points. I mean, that's what you get. That's your placement points. Um, he sure. Uh, obviously, there's bonus points along the way. Yeah, he's got the ability to score, you know, 20-plus points. Um, I, I think I think this Ohio State lineup does seriously challenge Penn State. I don't think it's a given. At all, I would even go as far as saying, um, even without Suriano, I think Ohio State is still a slight underdog at the national okay. tournament. Okay, with Suriano, they are a definite underdog, but it's not. N- neither one is out of the realm of possibility. Yep. You know, there's a couple of things you have to you have to think about. A, which Joey McKenna do we get? Do we get the Joey McKenna that freshman year that went out and only had one loss entering the national tournament, lost one match at the national tournament, took third? All right, is that the Joey McKenna we get? Or do we get the McKenna that came in last year that lost three matches going into the national tournament, which is not bad. He was still the three seed. No, no. And then he gets pinned by Tommy Thorne and majored by Jay, Jay Nyerman to, to, to not place. We and I, and I, think, I think the question, to answer that question, is it's more likely than not that you're going to get the McKenna from, based on history, you're going to get the McKenna that's, um, that's a little bit more from the freshman year. I, and I think you're right. I think you put him in this environment with these types of training partners, this type of team where the expectations are high, you're going to be held accountable. There's His teammates are going to – everybody's holding everybody accountable because they know that not only do they have the chance 
to win the national title, they have the chance to be one of the greatest teams of all time, if you think about it. If they win it this year, holy shit, who's better? Based on how many points have been scored, maybe the Oklahoma State team from 05? Possibly. We'll see, and we'll see. Well, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. Um, if Penn State has Suriano, look, I think Ohio State is an underdog. I think they still have a chance. Big time underdog. Um, if, if I'm a betting man, though, I, I'm putting my money on PSU in March. You know, if, I don't bet because I lose bets, so that should give me <laughs> some hope. But um, you know, obviously they're going to be underdogs. Look, last year uh, Penn State scored 143 and a half points at the national tournament. I'm sorry, 142 and a half points at the national tournament, or 143. It was 40. I thought it was 44 and a half. Uh, okay, whatever. They scored. We're, we're pretty damn close. 144 and a half, 43 and a half, whatever. Um, and that was without Suriano. That's a shit That's ton scary. of points. That's scary. You throw in Suriano, who. The way that bracket give him twelve last points. Year, just give him twelve. I'm going to give him twenty. Okay, give him twenty. But I'm saying just give him twelve, and and it, it breaks. And you the break record. the record. Yeah. No, you, I, I think it even less breaks the record. I think it was one fifty five was the record, right? Um. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. Sounds about right. I don't have the numbers in front of me. Yeah. So, sorry for that, guys. But. I put together a little spreadsheet today. All right. Oh, all right. I like okay. this. I like where we're going here. So, based off the predicted lineup that we have for both Ohio State and Penn State. You know, Penn State, I have their projected lineup with Suriano. Obviously, he's at 25. Keener, Cortez at 33. Cortez or Nick Lee at 41. And then from there, it's just a, just a, a gamut, a gauntlet of people. Uh, Rutherford, North, It kind of makes me scared Mark looking Hall, at it. Bo Nickel, McCutcheon, and Seth Nevels. Um, Nick Nevels. I'm sorry, Nick Nevels. Seth Nevels is his brother. I think Seth Nevels is wrestling at Fresno State this year, isn't he? So when you look at Ohio State's roster and you take – they're each wrestler's best finish at NCAAs. All right. Oh, okay. Ever, yeah. All right. Ohio State scores 143 and a half points. Woo! Are you serious? Correct. That's their best finish ever. That's Mymar winning it. Bojo That's Mymar my, winning it. Oh, excuse me. Uh, NATO winning it. NATO winning it. Um, obviously, McKenna you, third. You know, when you got correct, McKenna third. You know, you've got. Um, more third, who, more even at third, to, he scored 18 and a half points. You've got Kyle Snyder. His best year was actually his sophomore year. He scored 24 and a half points. Last year he scored 24 points. But with their best finish, it's 143 and a half points. That still is not good enough. Well, not if you take Penn State's lineup, their Absent best finishes, Suriano, their best finishes minus Suriano, 142 and a half. We win. Minus Suriano. We win. Yeah, we got to break Suriano. Yeah, but right. also, but remember, well, we are, we're, we're throwing in Big Dog Campbell. We're throwing in Big Dog Hayes. We are, but we don't know what to expect from those guys. Okay, so let me let me keep going. If you take average finish, oh, look at you! Right. I'm you so take, proud of you today. <laughs> you know, I, I like spreadsheets. All right, if you take the average finish from Ohio State's projected roster. The average finish of what they've scored in three years. Now, and the reason why I did this is because when you look at Tomasello, his point totals at the NCAA tournament has decreased every year. 24.5 as a freshman, 17 as a sophomore, 15.5 as a junior. Okay, you look at Miles Martin. He had that nice freshman year, 21 points. Last year he scored 13.5 points. Mm-hmm. Bojo, 19.5 as a freshman, taking third. Yep. 16 and a half. We pinned everybody. And then 17. Correct, 16 and a half and 17. You know, now they are also hurt because Pletcher... He's only wrestled once. It's a one and a half points. Micah Hay- er, I'm sorry. Keyshawn Hayes has not wrestled, so obviously there's a zero there. Um, Campbell, he's only wrestled at the tournament once. He scored three points. Wrestled the tournament twice. He went 0-2 one year. Oh, did he? Yeah. 
Well, he only scored points once then. So he scored yeah, three points. Yeah. But Ohio State's average finish in points, 118.07. Penn State's average finish from their guys, and that's with zeros at the oh, rates. I'm zeros from 125 to 141. And only 3.75 points from Matt McCutcheon, 129.33. Shit. So, and the reason why this gets scarier, you look at Rutherford, and that's with Rutherford. His average is brought down to 22.83 with his 12 points his freshman year. He has scored 28.5 points his sophomore year, 28 points his junior year. How do they score so many points? Because they pin people. I know. They score bonus. not fair. Exactly. Jason Nolf, 22 as a freshman, 27 as a sophomore. Nickel, 18 as a freshman, 27 and a half as a sophomore. Did he put up 27 and a half points last year? Yes. <laughs> Dude, this just shows – listen, whoever's listening here, bonus points win NCAA win. tournaments. And that's why, you know, Ohio State Ohio State fans, needs to score bonus. Ohio State fans are extremely excited, and you have every, we have every right to be. This is going to be a phenomenal year. But keep in mind that it's not going to be easy. And so – So we got to add All-American them. If you go best expected We've got to add All-American finish, them. I even put a little best expected finish in How the hell do you do that? Oh, based on what you think? Just based on what we think or or what they've done. Can you tell me kind of where you put everybody? Yeah, I'll do that. So this is best expected finish without bonus points. So just purely placement points. Okay, so we're going to show. For everybody. For everybody. So Tomasello, one. (laughs) So he's 16 points. Pletcher. I can see Pletcher best expected finish in my mind at 133, fourth place. Wow, that's higher than I thought you would go. I like and it. I, I like it. No, I, I like debated. It. I, like I debated. It. That's a little homer there. Uh, yeah, I think that he. I think that he can all American. Correct. So, Correct. Okay. so nine points. McKenna, his best expected finish, and don't kill me when I it's say one. this. I put this as two. Okay. Because I made a statement a long time ago that I don't see Heil losing another match. So That's fair. I do see him as a finalist. So twelve points, which is in line. You know, it's pretty in line. <clears throat> Excuse me, Keyshawn Hayes. I got his best expected finish considering he's wrestling up a weight, and I was probably pretty nice here. Seventh place finish. That's really nice. Okay. So, I got him as around a 12 type so, guy right now. So four points. Micah Jordan, best expected finish in my mind is second place. And it ain't, ain't going to be agree. easy. Ain't going to be easy. No. Did you hear those okay. guys I listed? Oh, and there's more. Tayshawn Campbell, look, guys, people are so pumped to have Tayshawn Campbell on the team, and I understand last year he went into NCAAs with only five losses. He was an ACC champ. But – we're all banking on the fact that he is going to develop so much in one year being in that room, but he hasn't put it together yet. And we hope and he he's does, still young. right? He's still I young. mean, we hope he does. We're not dissing people right no, now. But I got I got zero points. I don't see him placing. Okay, no. Now, this is just placing. I'm not mad at you, man. Okay? Now. It doesn't mean, like, we're not sitting here saying that we don't want that to happen. Exactly. I just want people to understand before they, you know, we get nasty grams. Now, 174, 184, 197, 285, best expected finish in my mind, they're all one. And I put that. Now, Bo Jordan, he should have won last year. We're not going to – that that, that horse has been beaten enough. Miles Morton, he's already proved that he can do it. Um, Colin Moore is going to come in as the top dog at that weight. He's the highest returning placer. And he he just took a bronze medal at the Junior World Championships. The the dude is a stud. And Kyle Snyder, look, man, he's just – you know, he's the bee's knees, man. He's – Some people are picking against Kyle Snyder on the mat.com. I, I hate message the boards. The Mac.com is the absolute worst message board. It It is like, <laughs> I feel like I'm swimming in a cesspool of douchebaggery. Douche douche ignorance. At least, I, at it's least, entertaining. At least, we, at least we publish our ignorance. Yeah, it's entertaining. All right, so their best expected finish without bonus points, 117 points. That's okay. a lot for out without bonus. That's a lot. That is a, a lot. That's You're a absolutely ton. right. Penn State, best expected finish without bonus. you got to read it down for okay. me. Suriano, 
I think his best expected finish could be one, 16 Absolutely. points. Absolutely. And if he's one, that decreases Ohio State's points. Okay. I mean, it's naturally. It is, naturally. Um, if he's not one, obviously, you know, it decreases their point, Penn State's points. Um, Keener Cortez, Cortez, Nick Lee. Um, I'm going zeros. I don't see him all American. I think Cortez has a really good shot. Corey Keener, look. Uh, he's he, gone he, two and six in his last NCAA, three NCAA appearances. Yeah. And he hasn't beaten anybody. Correct. Um, and then at 141, Cortez or Nick Lee. Look, 141 is a bitch of a weight class. All right. Every all, every all American returns. I think Nick Lee's got a better shot than anybody to score points there uh, from their team. And, and I mean, Jesus, every all American returns and McKenna. Correct. You know? Correct. <laughs> um, Rutherford, 116. Nolf, 116. Joseph, 116. If I'm going to give Mymar one, I got to give Joseph one because Joseph just did it. I would absolutely you give know? Joseph Mark one. Mark Hall, 116. Bo Nickel, 116. McCutcheon. I can see McCutcheon as a senior putting it together, finishing as high as sixth place at that weight class that cleared out. If not higher. I, I pick, I, I'd almost go up to like three, four. Well, there's some other good you. guys coming. You got Hout coming back. You got Weagle coming back. You got Beasley coming back. You That's got some point. All Americans coming back. Okay, okay. okay. Um, Neville's. His best expected finish, in my opinion, is third because I think your top two is Snyder and Coon. Yes. Okay. So Neville's is definitely Neville's, definitely so that's third. ten points. So with Seriano, oh, their God, best expected finish without bonus is one twelve, five points behind Ohio Whoa, State. Whoa! It without is without bonus. Oh. Now think of all the bonus points. Do you remember last year about the bonus? They outscored Ohio State on bonus by twelve points. Correct. Now. It goes back. It's not out of the realm That's of possibility, awesome. people. It's not out of the realm of possibility. But, guys, this is going to be a dogfight. And you know what? This year. That's has, with Suriano, though. With Suriano. Correct. You know, without Suriano, their best expected finish goes from 112 to 96. That's a big deal. Okay. It's a huge. It's, it's And you huge. were being very generous. I mean, you were. I think the only way, only thing Penn State fans can get on you is, is maybe Cortez Lee. The the ignorant ones will argue that Keener, but look right now Keener's not shown anything. No, two and six at the NCAA championship. And, and I can see personally, I can see McCutcheon finishing a little bit higher. Would you have him at a six? I had him as a six. I think he could. I, I think, think he, he could I go, four, go all the way up to four. Yeah, okay, five. but you know, for a guy that's never All American before, um, you know, I'm saying I'm putting it out there as best expected finish six. Look, I think people underestimate what Cort- a healthy Jared Cortez can do, and especially at the right weight class. If we if his right weight class is 141, I think that's a detriment to him because that weight class is not only is it stacked, but it's stacked with guys who have um, these guys are um, veterans, veterans who have all American lots of times, proven that these guys are straight hammers and studs. Um, if he's at 133, if the weight cut isn't a hard time for him, I can see Jared Cortez all Americaning at 133. Well, yeah, put Fletcher up against Cortez and. You know, that's a hell of a match. I take Pletcher. I, oh, I do too. But I it do is too. A, but, but it's a good match. Yeah. So, I, I think that Pletcher's going to be really surprising to people this year. This season, when you look at this, you've got two teams with the potential to be considered the greatest teams of all time. This season's going to be epic. This is going to be epic. Epic. I mean, winter is coming. Oh, winter is coming. I, I got to watch Game of Thrones tonight. <laughs> I'm so pumped. <laughs> I've never seen one episode. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, I know. I'm going to – no, look. I'm planning on letting this season run and then binge watching them all before the next season starts. You know what's so crazy about this year? What's that? Oklahoma State, can, assuming they don't register anyone. I, pulled, I, which, I did an Oklahoma State-Ohio State breakdown too. I'm not doing duels though. I know, but I'm just saying. But, like, uh, we're, we're on the same okay, page. Yeah. Assuming they don't register – anyone and rumors out there that they will redshirt jojo smith um i'm not sure if that makes sense or not 
they're returning seven All-Americans, including a dominating champ, two guys that have taken fourth, two guys that have taken fifth, two guys that have taken sixth, and an eighth-place finisher. In any other year, minus the Penn State uh, dynasty and the Ohio State you know, team of just badass mercenaries, that would be good enough to win a national it title. It would be. Hell, look at Michigan. Look at Michigan. That's my next. Six returning All-Americans. And that doesn't count Avenator. Avenator, who's went in as a three-seed one Avenator year is, and a Big Tim champ. Avenator's an All-American this year. Let me tell you that right now. He's, um, he's uh, what's the dude from Florida uh, that did it for Michigan? Remember, he did an All-American until the final year? Oh, uh. uh Grahalis, Grahalis. Grahalis, yeah. He's going to Grahalis and, go, and he's going to finish high. And, and if he stays at 84, that weight class is cleared out quite a bit. Uh, everybody, all the All-Americans but uh, Mymar and Bo are gone. No, you've got Bo Nickel, Miles Martin, Drew Foster, and Pete Renda. Oh, I forgot about Renda coming back. Yeah. Foster, too. Okay, my, my fault. That's okay. Um, so I want to touch base a bit. We've talked about, we've, you know, we've, we've, we've talked about Micah Jordan with the finalist potential. And I was really, really geeked about that at first. And then I started looking at who's coming back. And let's just let's just think about this for a second. Now, look, Micah Jordan is a stud on his feet, pound for pound, one of the best guys there is on his feet. He's gonna go get to your legs. Like, he's gonna get to your legs. But 157, you've got Jason Nolf coming. You have two national championships coming back: Jason Nolf and Alex Sertzis. All right. Ooh, Sertzis guaranteed at 57. Though that's the pretty question. much. Yeah, I think so. I right. think so. Okay. See, you always got this inside scoop. I, no, I, I think that's why got, I hang out with you. <laughs> Shut up. But you got Nolf and Surge that's coming back. Both have been national champs. You've got a finalist, Joey Lavalley, coming back. You I'm got, high on Joey. You got Kimmer coming back. You got uh, JoJo Smith coming back. You got Burger. You got one, two, three, four, and five from no, last I know. year coming I back. No, I know. I know. You got Pantaleo coming back. Took sixth at 149 two years ago and has had a heck of a run on the senior circuit. By the way, the dude looks like um, he's been on the. I'm not going to say that. No, he's <laughs> he's been he he's found the weight room. Dude, he's he's listening. He's listening, yeah. I was going to say on the Russian weightlifting program that'd be inappropriate. No, but but we know no, we're, I'm, that's I'm not, not what that. we're thinking. Exactly. Um, you also have Justin Oliver, All American, coming back. B.J. Claygon coming back, All American, and then Paul Fox, who also snuck in and got an AA finish. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Paul Fox ten. from Stanford. Yeah, ten returning All Americans, including two national champs. And and if we were talking about somebody like. Hayes and if you or, throw Jordan in there, that's 11. That's what I mean. But if we're talking about somebody like Hayes or Pletcher, I'd be concerned. We're talking about Micah Jordan, dude. That dude's legit. I think that dude's better than at least half the dudes you mentioned. I, I think that I, I think that he can go with LaValle, Kemmerer, Smith, Berger. I think he can go with those guys. So I get that it's a crowded weight class. And look, Justin Oliver, you talked about him. Micah Jordan whipped him no, every I, time they wrestled. Really, when I look at this list, I'm not concerned with uh, Paul Fox or Justin Oliver um, even a Claygon. Claygon has some of the, you know, he's probably one of the most talented individuals you're going to find, but for whatever reason it is, he just doesn't always put it all he together. He has an All American in a couple of years. Right. Um, but a lot of these guys, and we talked about this last year w- w- with Micah Jordan, they wrestle great in more than one position. Yeah. To, to be in a weight class that, that's lo- that loaded, look, you saw what he did. He, he He's the only guy I know of that got two takedowns on Rutherford and still got teched. And he got teched for it on me. Okay, so I mean, it's not a, it's not a given. He did take Rutherford down twice. He did. And people don't do that. Legit. I'm telling you, he's so nasty on his feet. You know, and, and he's not terrible on top. No, I mean, he's not terrible, but you know that you know what I'm talking. About. I, I get what you're talking about. I'm not trying to be. I'm just not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not as scared yet. I'm, okay. I, I think that he can go with all. I'm those not guys. scared. I think I think he can, he can go, go with, with everybody but Nolf. 
I think he can go with him, but look, I'm not penciling him in as a finalist. I think he's got finalist oh, no, potential. Oh, no, 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 no. But to beat Penn State, do we need him to be in the finals? That's going back to that point of is this team going to challenge Penn State? That's a great question. And like, I think, I think everything hinges on Soriano, which is almost like cheap. Like, I'd rather Soriano be there and us beat him. Then Seriano not be there and us beat him. Now, granted, I'll take either one. If, if, I, if my choice is Seriano's there and we have to take, and Ohio State takes second, or Seriano's not there and we win it, I want Seriano to be at Rutgers all day long. Whether Seriano's there or not, you know, for us to feel good about beating them makes no difference in my mind because last year Penn State was, you know, what the, what they did, they were actually being mentioned as one of the greatest teams of all time. So if we beat that same team and then some this year, even without Seriano, look, that's still that puts Ohio State in elite company. I mean, they were the greatest team of all time if Seriano wrestled. Yeah, they're the greatest team of all time. So I'll tell you what, man, I'm fired up. I think that Ohio State's got some. It's going to be fun, man. Those dual meets are going to be great. I can't wait to watch them wrestle. I can't wait to watch them wrestle Michigan. Michigan is a team that I think is, is, is going to make some noise this year. I think they might contend for a trophy. And the only reason why they might not get one is just because it's so deep right now. Yeah, there's so many teams that returning a lot of good guys. I mean, we haven't even, you know, look, everybody thought this might be a rebuilding year for Iowa, but I would not be surprised if Iowa scores the point. You know, if they if they sneak up into that trophy talk, it's going to it's going to take a nice solid effort from them, but they've got some great guys coming back with, you know, Sorensen, Kimmer, um you got uh Dad, Pat Downey. Pat Downey. Um is Sam Stoll was he coming back? Yeah, he's back. He, so, it's, it's all about injury for him. It's all, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and you is Lugo, know, is Lugo, no, Lugo's he's gonna red, red shirt. shirt. Yeah, he's going to red shirt. Um, so, yeah. It's yeah gonna, I'm not sure they're going to quite have the firepower to contend for a title. And then we but. talked about Tayshawn Campbell, you know, you know, progressing in that room and earning an All-American. Look at 165, man. You've got two national champions coming back. You've got Imar. You've got Joseph. You got Logan Massa, Chandler Rogers. Massa's legit. Yeah, you've got uh, Lewis. Uh, though there is talks of Lewis going up I heard to seventy four. But you still got Womack. Oh, and don't forget some guy who redshirted as a freshman, true freshman, McFadden for Virginia Tech coming back. That's a stacked weight. Is McFadden going fifty seven though? That's why you're all American, that right? Mm. I thought he all American. I think they got him. Got him. I I I, I think we I see could, him I, at sixty five. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Um. But and I'm pretty sure it was 65. Okay, no, you're I, you're probably more right than I am. It's, dude, it's, here you go, Walmack? Did you mention Walmack? Yeah, I did, yeah. Chad Walsh? Oh, I didn't put, I missed Walsh, yeah, Chad Walsh coming back too. Yeah, so. Two-time All-American. Um, <laughs> so, if everybody, you know, we can be high on Tayshawn Campbell. Yeah. And he can progress, but that is a very top-heavy weight Yeah, class. well, the people say, oh, well, he's going to be in the Ohio State room. He went 2-2 two and two at NCAAs last year, which means... You know, naturally he's going to be an All-American this year. Well, A, all these other dudes are still All-Americans. And B, you know, how much how much is he going to progress? We don't know how much he's going to progress. I'm sure he's going to get better, but you can't just pencil a dude in. I mean, his wins at the NCAAs, he was 2-2. Two and two. His wins weren't like they were over people that, you know, that were ranked really high. Right. I agree. It's, he, he's a solid he's wrestler. He's got talent. Look, we're going to be better at 65 um, this, year. this year than we were last year. Correct. No doubt about it. But we're not. Don't just don't just write him he's in. He's got talent, and if his head is on straight, and he is really absorbing everything he can from the guys, uh, the, the 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 phenomenal guys in that room, yeah, he's got the ability, all American. But it's gonna be it's gonna be a dogfight. So him. I was th- I was talking to uh, Tommy Prairie. He's the head coach of uh, Washington Jefferson. Uh, he said McKenna was going to Penn State. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. You sent me that. Text. No, I was I was bullshitting with you. <laughs> 
No, he, he didn't say that. Okay. He didn't say that. No, he said he said Ohio State was a lock. I was just trying to mess with you guys. Apparently, I bet a bar on the fact that you did bet a bar. <laughs> we can get to that, but no, he said that. Uh, so you know, obviously, he's in Pennsylvania, and so he recruits there. So he's at all these tournaments, right? Correct. And he said that he he one of the people that he was most impressed with who he's ever seen was Tayshawn Campbell. Uh, Willie Saylor said that before that I think Campbell was a one time state champ, but. He was at a wrestling school that wasn't really a powerhouse wrestling school. He was kind of young, kind of raw, very athletic. Still played football. Yeah. Uh, it said he was probably one of the most athletic uh, and gifted guys he's ever seen. So we'll see. We'll see what Ohio State's room can do for him, I'm sure. It, look, it ain't going to hurt that he transferred from Pitt to Ohio State. I want to go back to McKenna transferring real quick because I think one of the things that – one of the greatest benefits of McKenna transferring that people aren't haven't realized yet or maybe just aren't talking about yet. McKenna's only a junior, okay? So after this season, like this. we lose an amazing, an amazing, you know, contingent of seniors who have been four-year starters who – Captains since the freshman captains. year. Captains. I mean, we're talking Nathan Tomasello, Bo Jordan, Kyle Snyder. These guys have been four-year starters, captains, barring injury, will be four-time All-Americans – um, there is three national titles between the three of them, and all three are definitely, definitely in the running to win national titles this year. I mean, probably one of the greatest trios of ever at Ohio State, you know, from one class, they, if not they, the they, greatest. They, along with Logan Steber, won us a title in 2015. Correct. They're all leaving. When they leave, that does not leave us a single senior starter on the team with the exception of Joey McKenna. You got to redshirt him. No. You don't redshirt. No, next year, Joey McKenna will be a senior. I redshirt. That senior leadership. You Okay, I, I redshirt. Leading that team. You redshirt him for what? I redshirt. I don't what know. You, what are you redshirting for? I redshirt him. I get the team locked and loaded again for my Mars senior year. Ah! <laughs> I redshirt him, man. I don't like that idea. Caleb Romero's coming in. You're going to get a 25-pounder in Decatur. <laughs> takes a gray shirt in it. We're going to be 29 years old by the time. Yeah. You redshirt him. No, I don't know. The point I'm making is, is I think... McKenna is going to give this team not only a uh, very solid senior veteran presence, leadership in that room, but he's also a very accomplished one as well. And they, they're they going to need that next year. Yeah, no, you make a fair point. Mine's better about redshirting, but you make a fair point. <laughs> you bet a bar that he wasn't coming. <laughs> yeah, so bottom line is I was BSing with my boys um, – because we heard, you know, we, 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 we don't have a ton of connections, but, you know, we've got a little bit of a, a little tie, we got right? Nothing. Yeah, but we hear some stuff, right? We hear rumblings, and we heard that McKenna was pretty much a lock, like, about a month ago. Um, but then when he wasn't coming, I was like, I started playing around with Dan Ranzik, uh, you know, um, one of our guys, that uh, I would bet, you know, we were betting beers on it. started as a beer. Yeah, and then I basically, keg. and then I said a keg, and then basically I was like, I bet you, I'll buy you a bar if he comes. And he came, so apparently, and he wants to name it after Joey. McKenna's Place. Yeah, so we're going to name it McKenna's Place, and we're all going to drink there before the Ohio State duels. You got the financing going on that? That'll be fun. I haven't started looking at that. It might look more like a lemonade stand. (laughs) It'll be a beer truck. Yeah, it'll actually, it'll be out of the back of my car. I'll be serving Natty Lights. (laughs) I love it. Uh, well, hey, man, listen, that's all I got. Well, you got anything else you want to talk no, about? No, man, this is fun. I'm glad we got to BS. I'm glad we got to finally talk some college wrestling. I love college wrestling. We love Ohio State. Um, so, yeah. All right. Without further ado, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Episode number 35 of the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast. Feel free to hit us up with your comments, questions, concerns, straight shit talk. We don't care. 
And as always, don't wind up on your back, bro.